An excerpt from the works of Joram Kite. Untitled. Lo, upon this Numerian morn, I awake, still weary and forlorn, utterly alone, agonizingly clear, like a grim clockwork, missing its gear, and so in fright of the emptiness in its chest, runs childlike to the ticking of Bry's cold breast. Mercy, bring solace in these bronze whispers that carry me all day to my evening vespers. Yet withal, your absence consumes me like fire. Tired eyes scan the horizon for my din fire. Yet still, only to find misery and continued failure. Your grim clockwork each day grows paler and paler. And while I tend to my flock in ministerial duty, across the wastes comes the redolence of your beauty. It sinks into my bones like a cloying radiation, eroding me ever as I fulfill my station. Two hearts separated by scorched plain, held by two chains of bronze ever to remain. And until we together walk these avenues, like a grim clockwork, my vigil continues. Right, bit grim that one, eh? This is Port Against the Machine. Port Against the Machine. Uh, welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only Pathfinder actual play podcast that has to pause recording in order to catch a cat in a have a heart trap. I'm your host, and here's everybody. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Happy New Year, maybe. Or yes. Yeah, Happy Cat Trapping Day to our uh, <laughs> Northern New Yorkers. Just, to, just to Sam, and then everyone else. Happy New Year, Sam. Uh, you know. Uh, of a year. I appreciate that. I want your year to be great, Sam. I'm going to stop talking. No, 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 you made me feel bad. <laughs> First time I started a recording out of breath from running up the stairs with a giant cat, but I see how it is. Well, <laughs> last time on the program, what did we do? Oh, yeah. You explored the receiver array, which was a pretty nice place. It seemed like a lot of good stuff had happened there. A lot of dead chokers, a lot of not much else. Um, then you discovered some alive chokers outside the receiver array who had come back, drawn to perhaps the noise, and um, proceeded to attack you. They didn't put up too great of a fight, though. They were swiftly dealt with, except for one who was quickly renamed Heath, who has been kept around and was employed to choke the detonator button and blow up the receiver array. I'm sure it was quite spectacular indeed to see from far and wide in Scrapwall. So that is where we are now, I believe. If only we could have rigged for when the Silex exploded, it could have like poofed a cloud in the air that said VCIV. That would have been <laughs> top notch. Bonus daddy points. 
that would have been worth basically the most Big Bad Daddy points possible, I'd, I'd say. So, of course, right after Heath blows it up, um, we all uh, loudly go, Oh, God, why'd you do that? That just, that just seems quite illegal. Um, back away from him, slowly looking around. <clears throat> he goes, What? I didn't do it. You, you made me do it. I was just holding the button. Okay, so you, you did do it. You followed instructions admirably. Thank you, Heath, for your service. And he holds up the detonator and says, Do, do I eat this now? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we were to return that to Red Tooth or not. Yeah, Red Tooth probably wants that back. Heath, I'm going to need you to put this inside this bag. <laughs> <laughs> Wipe the fingerprints off and hand it back to Red Tooth. We need you to put this in here without any of us touching it. <laughs> It'll be like a fun game. Just uh, we'll open this up. You shoot. He just blinks at you over and over again. And, um, he'll throw the detonator in the bag. Uh, yes, I I meant to warn you, Heath, that Kira's ideas of games are... Well, some of them involve lying. Others are mostly just cards with colors and numbers. Well, the lying is the fun part, though. It's like um, it's like a fun lie, like a friendship lie. Like when I say, "Hey, Asher, you're the tallest," you know, it's it's like a fun friendship lie. Or friendship. He looks pretty tall. Okay, yeah. Well, pretty tall is not the same as tallest, but yeah, no, Pr- pretty pretty tall for sure. Yes, I appreciate it, Eve. But <laughs> I'm at peace with our heights. In, at the end of the day, it's rather trivial compared to the world-saving we're attempting to do at the moment. But yes, Kira, you're the tallest. And he'll wink. <laughs> Thank you. Friendship, why? <laughs> so, speaking of world-saving, we're just going to drop him off at the uh, FBI office, take the reward, and go to the night market. Yes, that's probably for the best. FBI being the fantasy bureau of investigation, of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. What else? What else would I mean? Run by... Uh, Paladins of Ioma Day. <laughs> All right, so what are you doing here? I think we're bringing more hostages to Red Tooth. Because um, that seems to be our thing. Some people bring white wine. We bring our former enemies in chains. Yeah, what we like to do, Sam, is establish sort of a pattern in every town that we're in. So previously <laughs> it was, you know, roll your friend a blanket. Now it's more of a take hostages to the local gangs, you know? I think it was described as a carceral aesthetic is our is our thing yeah <laughs> reluctantly so but uh, obviously you know that's well, what the old tv brand rca stood for was reluctantly carceral <laughs> aesthetic <laughs> <laughs> they're still around but you know kind of under the radar this week's episode sponsored by rca <laughs> oh yeah please don't sue us <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, nothing gives you any trouble on the, the way back to Red Tooth's Warren. Um, it's not really far from here, and um, I think people are, generally speaking, giving you a fairly wide berth, especially since you're sort of dust-and-blood-covered adventurers coming from the, you know, giant crashing avalanche of steel on one side of Scrapwall. Make your way back to Red Tooth's Warren uh, with Heath, the choker in tow and he still has not corrected us or anything on that he hasn't given a name that he goes by himself he's just 
perfectly okay with us renaming him Heath? Yeah, he doesn't seem to really have functionally a name. Okay. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Okay. <laughs> so when you get back, uh, Whiskey Fist, I think, will rush over and say, ah, ah, Hey, ah, you're back? Hey, we heard the explosion from here. That is... That was one heck of a good job. I have expected a lot of you to be crushed by it. Sorry to disappoint you. I didn't say I wanted you to be crushed by it. Well, even if we did get knocked down, we'd get back up again. Much like that joke, it never gets old. (laughs) I don't think there's such a thing as a mid to late 90s pop song getting old. You got that right, (laughs) All-Star. Yes, well, we brought you... This hostage, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I think you should be able to get something out of it. Hey now, everyone. (laughs) Sky metal. (laughs) Yes. Come on. Join the two club. He deserves it. I think I missed the joke. What was was the joke? I said another line from All Star. Oh. I totally missed it. I said that Heath wasn't oh, the, uh, sharpest the sharpest tool in the, tool shed. In the shed. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. Ha- wow. I can't hear that phrase without hearing that song. There might be two sky medals: one for the joke and one for the explanation. <laughs> mm. I just feel bad now. That's how you do it. You make it so subtle that people don't get it on the first listen. I don't think that was subtle. I think I was just oblivious. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. I'll sneak the sky medal over. Yay! Oh, wow. start spending them, or I'm going to take them away. We will. You just got to give us fights that are worthy of our. Whoa, whoa, whoa! All right, I'm jacking up the CR of everything. Nope, for nope. The book. I don't know what I was doing there, but it was no? wrong, um, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Everybody, thank Zach for the advanced template <laughs> that has just been applied to everything remaining in the book. Oh yeah, Greece now hastes everything. Every spell hastes everything. <laughs> the old one template for everything. Um, Red Tooth will scratch your head and be like, well, I, I don't know that I've got uh, much use for Choker, but uh, we can tie him up with the Smilers, I suppose, and you never know, might come in handy on a rainy day. I mean, they're just called Chokers, but the, the action is more like squeezing, so if you truly just need anything like lemons or jizz or the like. A very, like a, like a hug that's specifically just for your neck. Like a neck hug. Oh, they could hu- hug something really little. Gently though? Yeah. Like I would say um, if that thing doesn't need to breathe, for sure. Well, we'll figure something out for him. And he's just like over by the wall just like climbing up on the wall and sort of hanging off of it like ten feet off the ground. You could give him a torch. He could serve as a sconce. It's like the perfect size. I suppose I've never been to Chitterholm, but the sconces I'm familiar with are less the size of a human. And much, much smaller, in fact. (laughs) Well, chokers are pretty small. They're only about 35 pounds and they're small creatures. 35 pound, uh, three and a half foot tall sconce. Sounds about right. Yeah, they're, they're big sconces, but you know, they're small floor lamps. Yeah, that sconce is the MP. <laughs> All right, good night, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's probably only really late morning, early afternoon at this point. Um, you know the night market wouldn't be until 
gets dark. But uh, what do you want to do with the rest of the day? Go into a haunted wreck? Maybe going over to a um, Scrabmaster's Arena? Heading out into the countryside to find some dragons? What's the plan? It would be a really terrible way to start your day by using most of your spells. <laughs> I'm tapped, y'all. I can't really do much, but hang out back and stab. Correct me if I'm wrong. We were told that the night market is supposed to be neutral, but they don't have any way of enforcing that. So It's definitely an honor system. Yeah. Yeah, which honor among thieves can be a thing. But uh, honor amongst gangs that are murdering each other for power and, and favor with the uh, Lords of Rust. It may be wise to save some of our resources yeah, if possible. I think, uh, I think Vargas will actually ask uh, Redtooth, the night markets, the trade that can come up if it's requested. We were told by Dinvaya that it's considered to be neutral ground. No one is supposed to get into any sort of fights or conflicts during a night market. And while I'm sure this has held true in the past, do you know if it's still the case since the rise of the Lords of Rust? It seems as though that they've ignored several other older rules of this settlement. Does the same hold true for the night market? Would we be not safe there if... The Lords of Rust decided to attack us, or will they honor the neutrality? I uh, can't guarantee they'll honor it, but they, they haven't broken it yet. And I think, you know, they're, they're strong. They're certainly stronger than just about anybody else we've, we've seen here, but uh, part of that strength comes from the respect you get from people, because I mean, theoretically, you... you break the rules that everybody else respects, maybe you turn everybody against you. I mean, I think from what I heard, they uh, might throw down a challenge at a, at a night market or something, fight people later. I don't, I don't think they... I don't think they'll actually break out in violence at a night market unless they got a real good reason. We still should probably heal up, though, because that sounds like they're going to jump us as soon as we leave. Yeah, I mean, that that is kind of what I was thinking that we could do, is that even if they did challenge us, our, like, strength would be being like, well, why don't we just take it to the arena tomorrow when we're rested <laughs> with all Quick of our nap. resources? We're shopping right now. And, I mean, we could always bluff them out, too, to get that going. They don't know how beat up we are. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I am actually at full health i just have two wisdom damage that i would love to not have i just experienced cosmic horror not actual <laughs> pain tentacles yeah still have more than half of my spells and i'm only down three health down seven seven health yeah i'm down seven i'm down not two seven i've taken seven damage oh okay then i feel like we should be like mostly fine I'm a little over half, but I can rage and be okay. I could also... I haven't used any Lay on Hands yet, so I have yeah, so several. Asher can heal just you, and I think the rest of us are all good. Yeah, we're... Kira at least is fully fine to keep fighting. I don't think I've... I, nope, used one spell. That's true. <laughs> That's my three. So. Oh, rocks. 
11 on 2d6 for Kira. Nice. Thank you, Norse Foundry. Are you staying in um, Red Tooth's Warren? Hanging out there for the interim? It's that or the cathedral. Oh, yeah. No, I like the the cathedral feels homey. Um, okay, yeah. so we're standing here just in silence, I guess. <laughs> no, um, huddling as normal. <laughs> <laughs> so Kara will lean over to Bricks and be like, hey, are you... That was the the spider thing that we said was kind of cute, but also kind of terrifying. That was a, a lot. Are you... Are you okay? No, not really. Uh kind of looks around at like the the Yusoki that I assume that are just sort of standing guard I uh I think maybe we should head back to the cathedral um and maybe lay low before the night market uh let Red Tooth uh I don't know enjoy her new light light fixture or whatever congrats on the sconce (laughs) I isn't hearing that um you're gonna be like, yeah, cool, uh, and then start walking. Just yeah, I think we would head out and just be like, let us know if you need uh, anything else blown up. Um, you've got your guy right there. He's holding the torch. Oh. Where is manager now? <laughs> All right, take care of yourselves, and uh, I guess we'll we'll see you at the night market. Yes, thank you, whiskey fizz. You suck. <laughs> he goes, hey, that's uh, that was uncalled for. I'd... No, no, no. It's... it's it's a compliment from Torch. Yeah, be more cosmopolitan, kin. It's actually a compliment from the Underdark. Uh, I'm sure Heath can confirm it for us. Hey, Heath. Oh, yeah. It, it, it sucks down there, and, and you suck too. Everybody sucks. Thank you. He holds up a tentacle with like 30 suckers on it. Man, that guy really sucks. <laughs> um, so I think like once we've cleared the Warren and like we're heading back uh, and that thing is happening, like we're in uh, high school drama and all of the extras are just getting out of our way as we walk down the, the big alleyway that is this high school that we are in because this is kind of what it feels like so far maybe that says more about my high school experience than it's all in slow motion there's wind coming from somewhere yep that's that's the the gentle piano tones in the background and one of the tanners is about to tell us about life i was thinking donnie darko (laughs) something happens so uh bricks will turn to the group for a second and say um, and then he'll look for it again yeah I don't I don't think much about the things we've killed right some of them have come back some of them we've carried with us literally and figuratively um, and uh, a few you know have, have brought us so close to death but what that thing shudders full body for a second did scraped beyond my mind my soul the dark places 
the light down reach in all of us. It was there. I don't know what that was doing here. And I'm sorry. Looks like he's having a little bit of trouble finding words. He's still articulate, but he's still kind of struggling to um, impart the wisdom he once had. Um, <clears throat> sorry if I know myself, but uh, looks down. Thank you, all of you. I don't know what would have become of me if it had me. You it- seem, when you first went up there and, and then you, you turn around and saw us, kind of. It was different. It was, it was like you were somewhere else. And I know, I know that that stuff isn't always easy to like talk about, so you don't have to, but sometimes, I don't know. I don't know what you saw or heard, but I'm pretty sure we don't want you to explode or, 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 or leave or otherwise die. Yeah, um, well, the odd thing about communities is uh, when you're in, you're in. And when you're out, you're out. And uh, maybe it's just a latent anxiety or something. But uh, I can tell you, it was it was a bit like when we were at Algernot's grave, right? We saw him dead and scarier to some of us than others. Uh, it was a bit like that. The reality was there, but my perception was different. I know, I know you all um, have me. It's kind of hard for him to to say that. Um, And even despite our matching jackets and uh, current theme song we're working on, it's uh, still new for me to be part of a team. I uh, appreciate you all good deal it can be hard to go through attacks against your mind that thing whatever it was what it did to you almost certainly left some sort of lasting damage I think uh Possibly, Denvaya can help some. She can heal the immediate damage, but the long term, it's going to be with you for a while. But know that all of us, we are here for you. And whatever it was that it showed you, whatever it was that it did, it wasn't real. I have seen you stand with your rapier and your tail blade against threats well far beyond what a normal citizen would have to handle you are brave Brixby Rentail and while I don't envy the attack against your mind that you had to face I'm certain that given time this too shall pass Thank you, friends. It, um... It means the world to me. I, uh... uh, 
what I saw in that alleyway. Uh, it, it showed me a future I didn't want. And, uh, one that I was almost assuredly going to have. Uh, and one that still isn't off the table for me either. But each step I take with all of you, I feel myself leaving it behind me. Um, anyway, I, uh, appreciate it. Juft, juft, really. Just sort of breaks a kind of deeper, more somber tone with a more jovial up note as they start to approach the chapel. Kira hands Brixby a sticker that says chuffed, but she doesn't know that word, so it's spelled um, C-H-U-F-T, like uh, like the peanut butter. Chuffed. And if you'd rather take a few laps around the building before entering, you'd be able to take some more steps with us and head towards that brighter future. Uh, I'm still just here, Eileen, getting her steps in somewhere. Gotta do 10,000 a day. That's what my doctor says all the time. <laughs> Who's my doctor? It's Dr. Oz, of course. So the man's sorry. a saint. I'm giving this up. I'm going to get it. <laughs> the clockwork chapel um, stands much as it always has that menacing wall of constantly rotating gears in which an entrance is difficult to discern, but by now you know the uh, trick to opening it up and oh not much of a trick it's just a lever but <laughs> you can open that up and and walk right in and dinvaya is over off in her workshop as always clanging away um i think the clockwork uh, or the junk golem rather is lying on the ground at this point not fully functional but it looks like she's she's working on putting it back together um, I think as soon as they enter, Kira's gonna march on over to the door. Um, and with that little to no decor, I'm just, <clears throat> excuse me, hi, we're back. Um, my friend has, uh, like, feelings damage? Or, um, I don't know, some sort of uh, nostalgia damage? And and my other friend said, you could help. Please do that. Thank you. Um, but he, does he need a... Uh calm emotion spell? Is is that what I'm hearing? And she just over her shoulder. <laughs> Rex, do you need a calm emotion spell? Uh, is emotional laundry part of the room and board you offer? Uh, I, I, can, I can just settle for a lesser restoration if you have it. Uh, that I should be able to provide. Uh, let me see here. Hey. And she'll produce a holy symbol and um... Yeah, you're good. Four wisdom uh-huh. restored. So nice. Oh, snap. Two temporary wisdom points. Grats. So wise right now. And you're extra, uh-huh. extra wise. Back wise as ever. Joft. Joft I am. Uh, and uh, thank you, Big Stuff, for advocating for me. The emotional damage is still there, but how else would I be an interesting and edgy RPG character without it? So. Yeah, you're a rogue, so. Yep. <laughs> yes, I have uh, put out the word for the night market, I believe. 
Uh, we should be convening one shortly after dark tonight. And I know, I know Vargas sort of touched on this before. Did we get an answer on, like, when or if this has happened since the Smilers moved in? Uh, I think Redtooth said that there's been night markets since the Lords of Rust got here, and they haven't attacked anybody at them so far. Well, is there anything else you'd like to accomplish? Uh, did you need any more healing from Dinvaya while we're here? I mean, she's giving out heals. Well, you get them for free, for the time being, at least. <laughs> I am keeping track, though. Certainly, certainly, <laughs> yes. Perhaps a channel of positive energy could help restore the rest of us to our full fighting potential. It's a nice 11. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, well, I only needed three, so that's great. I only did seven. Kira's only down 23 ten. now. No, no, it's fine. I'm back up. I'm back up. So for the next <laughs> five hours, we'll all just kind of go in a circle and talk about how sad we are, about our secret backstories, yeah. and then go to the night market, which honestly is like an ideal Saturday for me, so I'm not even... That's that's Izzy, not Kira. <laughs> Do Asher some pre-gaming fixes. before the night market. Yeah, <laughs> yeah emotional favorite. pre-gaming. I call it a good crying buy. That's uh, that's my ideal weekend. <laughs> we just came back to the Clockwork Chapel to get some gears for fears. <laughs> uh, Asher will fix a gun in that hour, bringing it down to only eight broken pistols. Yeah, I, f- I figured. I guess during that time, like watching Asher fix a gun and maybe watching Kara like play with Kingsley a little bit and and um, show him how to use one of the guns because that is why you're fixing all the guns I believe right um, yeah, Kingsley has what six legs <laughs> uh, I imagine uh, Bricks will go over and sit by Vargas and go um, pull out Marrow's book for a little bit because I mean no, I don't think we've really had a lot of time to look at it. Maybe just kind of like, do you mind um, helping me pour over this? Maybe we can make sense and, uh, you know, find the magic in it. I can try and help. I'm not exactly the best at it, but I'm sure it's better than no help at all. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind doing the, um, the read and it's just feel like you've handled more skin that's been separated from the body it was part of than I have. So if you don't mind at least turning the pages, if not also helping with the translation. I've been told by a few people, including one who would probably be much more useful to you at this, that I'm fairly quick with learning a new language, so and he cracks his knuckles. Let's get started. And I imagine we're just kind of like pouring over the like scratchy, probably like runic, gross necronomicon vibe. Yeah. And it's probably in some weird cipher or something. I can't imagine she just has it written in common. But I mean, it's, I don't know, not really magic that I feel like either of us really cast. So I think it's kind of interesting to sit down and like flip through this dark necromantic book together. Total friend date. Very cool. Because, like, Vargas himself is really not a big fan of necromantic magic. And the Magus class has very, very few necromancer spells that it can learn. 
but I think he is interested in it just in the fact that, like, know your enemy type thing. Totally. Yeah. And I mean, I think, what, like, is Vampiric Touch one of the big ones we can pull out of this guy for you? I'm trying to remember what one of her... Uh, I can learn that one, and it is a uh, touch spell, so that would be his big one for him. Yeah, that would be a that would be a very cool uh, touchy watchy. So I think by the time we get to like vampiric touch, Brix points that out and is like, "Oh, that seems like you're kind of." I mean, I don't really get all the intricacies of it, but and he'll uh, look at it and he'll go, "Give me a moment," and he takes his pack from wherever he set it when they got in. And he gets out his big old beat-up wood book, starts flipping through. Look look here. It's different. I don't know if you can read a Siriani, but this seems to be possibly a variation on the same spell. I think I may be able to figure out how this one works. Interesting. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, I've decoded a cartouche or two in my time, as it were. He pops his ruff a little bit, but uh, no. Uh, regardless, I can say, the uh, it seems the sentiment is the same. The withdrawal of uh, life energy to the user of the spell. Interesting. It's very dark magic, but... It is something that could definitely come in handy in a pinch. Book buddies, we got a club. <laughs> Bonding over a horrifying tome of pure eel. No, I imagine both of we're doing that thing where we're on our stomachs and our like our feet are up in the air. <laughs> They're both just crossed at the of, ankles. Just magazines scattered <laughs> around. <Yes. Totally. laughs> just gonna eat a pint of chocolate chip cookie dough and then head to the night night market. <laughs> I don't know. I think Tarbafon's a little cute. I mean, <laughs> well, maybe back when he had skin. <laughs> He's still got plenty of skin. It just belongs to other people. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh. It's just a shame you can't braid Vargas's hair. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Kira's watching Asher do the gun thing. I mean, just possibly like mimicking the actions because I don't actually want to give her a gun to repair because she would absolutely kill someone and feel so bad about it. Um, and just intently. Probably asking probing questions. Just, what's that? What's that? What as probing as you get when you put together a gun? I don't know anything about guns, so it's probably just what's that? Yes, in spite of what you told Toby, I have no problem with you learning about this firearm. I support the broadening of one's knowledge. He probably won't remember anyway, but um, noted. Good job. With the guns. Hey, thanks. Just in general. Perhaps that reminds me of thinking of that lovely meeting with your family. Perhaps it's a token of our appreciation to Dinvaya. We should bring her a chicken before we depart Scrapewall. Here's up looking for a chicken place right now. Like, I just fantasy Yelp. Where to get the best uh, house chicken. Searching for a... Um Charlie the Lizard folks. Yeah, no, I guess we've established. Yeah, it's a franchise. So I don't remember if we 
checked whether there were any branches out here, but we know there's one World Rune location that does not take coupons. They have a pop-up at the night market. That's a food truck that comes around. <laughs> oh, my God, Sam, yay! Oh, my God. That's brilliant, and I feel bad I didn't think of it first. <laughs> yay! Well, hey, guys. You've been getting lots of big bad daddy points. I'll get you one stamp on your stamp Ooh, card. I, That's probably not what he sounded like at all. Out of out, out it all out. <laughs> it bad. Never. No. Canon now. One presumes it's not the same Charlie at every one. Actually required to change your name. This is a C H A R L E I G H Charlie. <laughs> Charlie born in two thousand four. <laughs> All right. I think as the uh, very capable four pass a fairly comfortable afternoon in the clockwork chapel, uh, fixing guns and learning horrible cursed magics while Dinvaya works on repairing her junk golem, evening finally comes and it's it's time to go to the night market. Gotta say, I really thought that was going to be a level up, but okay. That's no. Night market is great. There's no level ups in baseball. Yeah, the night market is a just bustle of activity. And you can see um, in the distance, it looks like the Steelhawks are, are not too far away from the entrance of the night market. You see Red Tooth, Whiskey Fist, and a few more of their people down there. And then there's you know, all sorts of humans, androids. Looks like some... A small humanoids who are totally wrapped in like bandages. Um, there's all sorts of different stalls set up everywhere, and some people are are yelling out basically what they have or what kind of thing they have, and some people are uh, just sort of browsing through the various things. And that's everything that I have to say about <laughs> describing the night market. Vinvaya, do you know per chance if there's anyone around? With the spellcasting prowess to cast a, a masterwork transformation, I'd like to someday make this pistol of mine a little more durable and powerful. And well, it would save me a day's work if we could get this cast upon it. Ah, uh, that seems to be the sort of thing that you would uh, probably have to roll for. Certainly, that makes sense. I mean, I could cast it tomorrow if you want to wait. She can cast it? It's a it's a level two cleric spell, so What? She could she doesn't prep it every day, but yeah, she totally could. Well should have asked that. Uh, if if there's somebody I'd like to pay to pay, it would be Denvaya, it's the least we could do. Not that she'd get a profit. Well I know her. She's me. She says <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could totally pay me the cost of the masterwork transformation, the material components. Yeah, but we have a really good thing that doesn't involve money. It's just like a friendship of, uh, you give us uh, divine healing and we also stay in your house in return. (laughs) Well, most of the spells I cast, or all of the spells I've cast for you so far, at least, haven't cost me anything. That's the key thing there. I suppose it wouldn't hurt to ask around, just to, you know, not use up one of your spell slots for tomorrow, but I would be honored for you to perform it if we're unable to do so. Would I be doing that role then? Uh, yeah, that is a D100, and I would say you want over a 25, so a 26 plus. I rolled exactly a 25. <laughs> so no, that's fine. No. Then by tomorrow is perfect. Hey, if there's any role you want to fail on, 
It's the one where you already have a backup plan. Yeah. Uh, speaking of magics, but um, the other side of the coin of the mask in the Nethian way, I, uh, I'm looking for, uh, looks like a pearl, but it helps, um, helps censor a caster's power. Do you know anybody that might have that? Uh, you might be able to find someone. Uh, let's take a look around. That's uh, also a roll. Right, I'm going to roll my D100 right now. And for the folks at home, I rolled a six. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Brixby's probably explained to him what a pearl of power is because he would have no idea, but I feel like in one of the times either scribing the scrolls or sharing book stuff, he's described what one of these things is, so Vargas will. You're absolutely positive you don't see anyone here selling one. Can you look again? And Quick he's sweep. going to roll his D100. Uh, nope, that is a 26. So, no, wait, 26 is oh, good, 26 man. is exact. Oh, is it? Oh, that's right. It's, it's a quarter. I was thinking it was a half. Okay, so he does get it. <laughs> yes, so I think you find uh, this android fella um, down in the southern side. Uh, say, I believe you are talking about a pearl of power. I can provide you with one for a price of 1,000 gold pieces. Yeah, if, if we just get the one, I think it should go to Bricks, even though I'm the one that rolled for it. No, Bricksby's roll failed. He is banned from ever having these items. He would use them to cast bad spells like color spray. <laughs> this one specifically cannot cast color spray, weirdly. <laughs> Listen, if you just level us up, we don't have to worry about running into weak enemies that'll get hit by color spray, right? I hear the more we ask for it, the sooner it happens. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's true. Uh, yeah, so Vargas is gonna step up to this big, beefy android Kellid looking dude and say, yes, uh, that is, I believe, what we're talking about. You have such an item? I do indeed. Just the one. And he'll kind of look over at Bricks and he'll say, I'd like to purchase one of these, please. All right, and he will take your money and produce the Pearl of Power. And a nice little miniature pillow, too. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's all about presentation with this guy. You can tell that he is a connoisseur working out of his broken-down, uh, pockmarked storage container <laughs> lying in the middle of nowhere. Vargas will take it. He doesn't have uh, Detect Magic prepared, but he can still kind of feel the aura power around it. And he goes, yes, this is, I'm certain this is what we're looking for, and he'll take it back to Brixby and hand it to him and say, this this is for you, for everything we've been through. Uh, are you sure this is well, this is too much. You found it. I, I've had these abilities for quite a while now, but I'm still not comfortable with them. I think this item would be better for you. I, Brixby looks down. I, uh, I thank you, Vargas Nilkland. I, uh, appreciate this greatly. Tucks it in his belt pouch. So, uh, 
Zinvania. I, um... There were some other uh, arcane things we were looking for. We might want to pick up a uh, couple scrolls. We were thinking, and he hands her a list. For the folks at home, it's a scroll of haste and a scroll of ghost whip. Uh, let's see, we should be able to find the ghost whip no problem. But uh, let's see, haste, That's a, that might be a tougher tougher one here. Let's see what we can do. Just start asking around and roll that D100-o. Alright, let's go. 67. You officially have a scroll of haste, so I'm gonna say oh. you get this uh, charming lady up here with the uh, glazed look in her eyes and the bottles and bottles and bo- <laughs> bottles and a little little bit of drool. She'll go, ah! Yeah, yeah, I gotta, um, I know I got that somewhere, and she'll dig through just like a box that is a total mess and start throwing stuff behind her and and, um, throw out like crumpled up chunks of paper, and then finally she finds like a long, long, long uh, piece of paper that's all intact somehow, even though it's been like twisted around like a broken axe and all crumpled and awful and she goes there we go perfect hey straight there that's a that's a 525 gold no <laughs> that's it that's, that's the soul of it um in Chitterhome the the bargaining process was a little bit more intricate and um, <laughs> physical motions and dances. So put on the spot like that. That's his only counter offer. <laughs> motions uh, and dances. So they negotiate like bees. Uh-huh. Yes, absolutely. Um, so wiggling his butt, he looks back over his shoulder um, in, a, in a flirty way and says, uh, so the most that I could offer you for one of these is uh, 300 and I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head 75, 50, 350 let's say 350 uh, well why don't you roll a diplomacy oh yeah can I bluff that I'm a more diplomatic person than I actually <laughs> am um yeah, you could do that for a bluff. Oh, so good. Well, I rolled an 8 plus an 8 for a 16. She's going to look at the scroll, which um, is clearly just about the longest piece of paper she's got in that box. And uh, roll CVS it up. CVS receipt. <laughs> Even longer than the CVS receipt. <laughs> it might order. actually be written on a CVS receipt. So the extra bucks on the other side are expired. But <laughs> she goes, I couldn't let it go for less than a... And she wipe the uh, spit off the side of her face with the back of her wrist and say, uh, 470 gold. Yeah. How about that? Four, 470. Well, approximately but, split the difference. But you just got drool all over it. You just literally wiped your face with the scroll as we were talking. Now, I'm not from 
Ah, uh, Scribble, but I do know the Akenats, and I can say that they are water soluble. That's all I got. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so you don't want it? You... Oh my god. You turn. She'll start rolling it up. She's rolling turns it back up. back to the group. It's going to be real freaking expensive, gang. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is an all of us thing. Like, haste is always all of us for six rounds. So it's everyone's call if we want to pay for it. Um, I mean, we're not getting the second pearl of power and we're not doing the weapon upgrades, right? So we're good. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, we it's, got cash to burn. This is coming down to the principle of Zach the bargainer more so than <laughs> Brixby the bargainer. At this point, I'm just yeah. like, I don't like yeah. being fleeced. I feel like, though, if you want to think about it, like Brixby being from Chitterholm and being like a merchant by trade before he coming in, he's had to have run into people doing this before. He's got to be used to this. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, Brixby definitely knows. I mean, here's the thing. Um, capable of bluffing his way out of things, but there is a glazed look and a steady drip, drip, drip of drool at <laughs> Drooly Julie's scrolporium that he recognizes that he can't get past the sooth. So, turns back to Kira, who is canonically holding all of the gold because they are the scariest one to rob. Uh, I think this is probably the best bet we're going to get. Uh, this magic, while I can't use it yet, when I can, which I feel like is soon, will help all of us be beasts in the arena of combat. Cool. And she'll just hand him the money. Well, and Asher would just sort of look at soothe Julie over there and say, (laughs) we've made something of a name for ourselves around here and, well, word of mouth is one of the best ways of advertising. Be pleased to put in a good word for you and your ways. If you could let go of that scroll for 375 gold. I like to think that when he says advertising opportunities, we point to Lucy, which is just covered like a NASCAR car. It's like <laughs> Michael's, Joanne's, Charlie's. It's a brilliant idea. Uh, 24 diplomacy. So I think um, old Drooly Julie is... You can't even tell if she's really listening to Asher. She's just kind of staring at him blankly, mouth hanging slightly ajar. And then she goes, what? Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure whatever. Yeah. Well, what was it? What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for agreeing to 375. We'll put out a great word for you and your wares. Uh, would this be the same place where we're also grabbing Ghost Whip? Just assuming that we just kind of take it out of the, the, the bin and just put the money in there at this point as she's just trying to catch a fly or something with her hand and eat it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Ghost Whip is amongst the uh, crumpled up papers that she's thrown on the floor, so that one won't make you fight for that one. Also, for the maybe one person at home who is taking notes, we are also factoring in the price of ink describe these things down and we also at off air will be uh just violently emptying our bag of holding onto some poor person's counter and taking all <laughs> of their money for the stuff we're selling so oh, i know someone who'll buy the soothe <laughs> <At least. laughs> 
Yeah, we could have just given her a suit. Because <laughs> that's like, what, $200 a do- or 200 gold a dose? That would have been, I mean, 175 gold less than the normal price. Oh. And that's before we even start to cut it with other stuff. Yeah, cut it with Pepto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and actually looking at our loot sheet now, we, we can we can buy everything we need just selling the Sooth. Just selling half the Sooth. We're, we're like, good. Sooth for days. So we're drug dealers, in addition to terrorists. <laughs> well, Ideal. Um, well, we rolled into town. We murdered the leaders of two different gangs, took over their territory, and now we're selling all of their drugs to somebody else. So yes, we're drug dealers. <laughs> Pot against the machine. We're technically an all ages podcast. Technically, listener discretion may be advised. We never said all ages. We said PG thirteen. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Just like Breaking Bad, they're PG thirteen. <laughs> all right. Anything else you're looking to purchase from the night market? Yeah, alchemical paper for alchemical paper cartridges. Uh, as well as uh, firearm oil. Well, I think uh, you find a, a friend in Mr. Clarence who uh, says, uh, Oh, oh, hey guys. I, I thought you might have been dead, but uh, thanks for not being dead. We got, we got stuff for guns. We, we got stuff for guns for days. What do you need? Oh, excellent. Always glad to see a familiar, friendly face. And uh, I guess you're welcome for being alive. Uh, <laughs> Clarence, I'm looking to purchase some alchemical paper to use in the crafting of ammunition, as well as some firearm oil. Yeah, we could do that. I got a whole bunch of stuff that I had lifted from the Smilers um, after, you know, wink, wink. <laughs> you know... Because you guys killed him. Yes, I was present for that. Yeah, I, I mean, I was there for some of it. But yeah. If I'm understanding this correctly, you took this from the Smilers and are now selling it to us. Yeah. That's... Who ended the Smilers' reign. Oh, I just wanted to make sure I was on the same page. Happy but to support that... my local community. That's capitalism. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Gotta run a business. Sure. <laughs> and he'll exchange funds for the items. Alright, and Clarence will furnish the items. How much are you exchanging, Jeff? Uh, intentionally vague amount <laughs> that will be decided off air. Great. <clears throat> Just the right <laughs> Just amount that we need. Probably a lot, to be honest. Um, it's still covered by our drug money. <laughs> oh you know, God, we're, we're, we have a bunch. So we're good. Much drug money. I, I was, yeah, I was not including the sooth, so we're like, we are flush. Sam, don't listen to this part. Yeah, the only caveat to that is that, like, you can't tell Asher where the money came from because he's the only lawful good member of the party. You just have to be like, yeah. Um, we got it by helping people. We sold candy bars. A lot of candy bars. <laughs> like an awful lot. Basketball line. team. Um, but yeah, um, if you want to um, roll for the Wand of Cure Light Wounds and or the Scrolls of Lesser Restoration, go for it. 
Cool. Um, yeah, I'll roll for the the wand first with a different set of D100s. <laughs> Better enough. 29. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, um, I think you find a, a nice a vendor down in the far south who's willing to uh, sell you a wand of cure light wounds. It's an 81 on lesser resto scroll. Or oh, scrolls. Man, they've got that resto scroll so good. And while he's rolling for that, uh, Vargas whispers something to Denvaya, who apparently looks around and just kind of shakes her head back to him. And anything else you're looking to uh, purchase? Muleback cords. Would that be common enough to be here, or would that be a roll? Uh, that'd also be a roll, I think. Okay. Uh, Vargas is going to look around to see if anybody has some muleback cords. Uh, that is a 68. Yeah, um, when you... <laughs> Um, go looking for the muleback cords. I think you find these little uh, weird wrapped up fellas, and they go. Uh, one of them goes, "Yeah, we uh, we got some of those. We can we can set you right up." They'll go rummaging off in um, what looks like a truck, um, but of course you don't know what trucks are. And they dig something out of the driver's seat and dig it out and. Uh, produce some muleback cords. They were using them as tie downs. <laughs> yeah, they they were bungees, muleback bungees, I think. And there's a little ratchet there, and you just and he'll say, "Yes, that's what I'm looking for." How much? However much they are normally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's a thousand gold. I didn't know if you were Perfect. gonna make him barter. <laughs> no, I was only doing that for the haste because I don't want you to ever have haste. Oh. <laughs> oh, too bad. <laughs> so he buys those. He uh, shrugs out of his cloak of resistance, and he will. Someone uh, runs up and steals it. And <laughs> uh, uh, God, that really got me good. Uh, he holds it up and looks back at the rest of the party. Uh, he sees it's Asher that already has one. Yeah, so he kind of holds it up and looks at Tyrion Brixby and says, Would either of you like this? It's, well, you know what it is. We found it earlier. Could help with uh, powering through some of the unfortunate effects we get hit with from time to time. I also don't need it. You're in the front most of the time. Like... I would prefer you had it if you didn't have like a cloak slot situation because especially if you fail a will save it is way scarier for you to do that than me. Um okay, I'm loot cheating. What is this? Uh my old cloak of resistance. Oh, I think that I have a oh, I have a ring of protection and an amulet of natural armor. So yeah, I guess I could cloak. Um okay. Yeah, out of I'm, character I don't I don't care yeah. uh, but in character in character Kira would want Brixby to have it unless he brought up that exact thing like I don't know how if you fail a will save it could be bad uh, I mean we could also leave it to the fates and flip a coin from your pouch if you want let's flip a coin 
All right, let's roll d20s. Woo! Ooh, wow. That's much closer. There we go. So yeah. what we get in the uh, dramatic cool. roll-off. Uh, Bricks rolled see. a 16. I, uh, yeah, Kira rolled a 17. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, catching the, like, gold in his paw, he opens it and says, Yeah, it's all you. Like I said, I don't want to be on the business end of anything you have strapped to your back. And Kira will take it. Okay, if you're sure, but if you need it back, let me know. No, I'm good. I'm going to live forever. I mean, also, we're going to find more of these. This is like everybody's favorite thing to give out is big six items because it is mm-hmm. the nature of the vibe. Plus, I got a pity pearl. That's <laughs> what I want. <laughs> I think while all of you are um, doing your various ventures into capitalism, um, from the northern side, a peculiar fellow um, starts ambling in. Standing shade under three feet tall is a goblin in a um, just dapper, dapper white leisure suit that is um, torn and quite dirty and doesn't really fit him right because it was probably made for like a halfling or something and the bodies just aren't quite the same shape. Uh, he's got a huge smile with a gold tooth right at the very edge of it, a reflective pair of sunglasses, and a, what appears to be a, a homemade crown made of, like, wires and junk uh, sitting on top of his head. And he you know, adjusts his lapels as he comes in. And, um, he's looking around. And looks like he's uh, looking for somebody. But, um... Think he'll, he'll catch sight of the very capable four. Start heading over to you. Then I'm gonna go to bed. <laughs> uh, night, Sam. Good night, night, Sam. Night, Sam. Against the machine. Against the Machine is property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. I have to suddenly excuse myself. I might have just caught a cat in a trap. I mean, maybe.